0: Welcome, everyone, to this special edition of 1001 Heroes, Legends, Histories, and Mysteries podcast. At the end of every episode, we encourage our listeners to send us reviews and ideas, which many of you do. Thank you. A few weeks ago, we received an interesting email from a seventh grade history teacher in Pennsylvania named Mike Cesario that went like this Mr. Hagedorn, by way of introduction, I'm a seventh grade history teacher just outside of Pittsburgh, PA. I really enjoyed your recent podcast on Hertz, Pulitzer, and Yellow Journalism. I'm attaching two articles that my students read each year concerning Yellow Journalism and the sinking of the USS Maine. They include the Hearst article you alluded to in your podcast and another, more reasonable one, published by the New York Times. I hope you find them interesting, and thank you for all your hard work researching, writing, writing and producing your podcast. I look forward to it each week. Best regards, Mike Cesario. I wrote back to thank Mike for the articles. We traded a few ideas, and that resulted in Mike's asking his Weekly Academy students for essays on the subject of yellow journalism, then submitting his finalists to us, and we agreed we would choose one to air on 1001 Heroes, Legends, Histories, and Mysteries. As most of you are aware from listening to that episode, And from your own knowledge of history, William Randolph Hearst and Joseph Pulitzer were competing for newspaper dominance in the biggest markets in the U.S., and each was trying to outdo the other with sensational headlines and stories which often bore very little semblance to the truth. At one point, Hearst's newspaper, obviously trying to sway American public opinion, and believing that this could push the U.S. into a war, which would sell more papers, went too far and accused Spain of blowing up a U.S. ship in Havana Harbor without any proof that this was actually the case. The desire for profit had replaced all ethical standards in reporting. Our episode also exposed the likelihood that Hearst's angry and biased reporting expressing his personal hatred for President McKinley, which went so far as to have one of his writers suggest that a bullet might be the best way to stop McKinley, also very likely contributed to the shooting of that president at gunpoint. In today's society, we're often left wondering what young adults are thinking when we read and hear news stories telling us that America's youth is not being taught, that we can learn from history, or that critical thinking skills are being ignored due to social and political pressure, and that an onslaught of online, print, or broadcast media news has replaced the need for trying to find the truth between both sides of the story. I was curious to know how these seventh grade students would interpret this piece of history and how and if they would apply it to what many believe to be a very divided and biased media today. It would not be an easy essay, I knew, because they would most likely not want to include their own biases and would try to treat the subject with objectivity, which they did. It wasn't easy picking a winner, as they were all good, and each student found a way to express their opinions all of them using specific examples and timelines that gave each essay a valid argument. They were all brilliant, and we thank each and every student who participated, but especially teacher Mike Cesario for challenging his students to do this. I would have enjoyed picking paragraphs from each one to create a composite. They were that good that we volunteered to choose one that stood out from the rest. And here's our favorite from Abby Bojelid, 7th grade U.S. History. Chapter 22, American Imperialism, Yellow Journalism, and the Spanish-American War William Randolph Hearst's use of publishing incorrect or exaggerated information contributed to the start of the Spanish-American War. Hearst knew that if he were to twist information to make Spain look like they disliked America, his papers would seem more exciting and influence people to want to read them. This is described as yellow journalism. Americans started to feel angry at Spain and began to ask to declare war against them. In the end, Hearst's papers partially contributed to the declaration of war against Spain on April 21, 1898. While the tragic event of the USS Maine's destruction happened, Hearst thought that if he blamed Spain for this occurrence, people would be infuriated with Spain. In the article published by New York Times on February 17, 1898, entitled Maine's hull will decide. Captain Shuley stated, he had found that with frequent and very careful inspection, fire would sometimes be generated in the coal bunkers. After reading this statement or this article as a whole, one would most likely believe that there was an accident inside the Maine, and the explosion was not the fault of Spain. However, the article from Hearst's Publishing Company published on the same day, entitled, "'Destruction of the warship Maine "'was the work of an enemy,' stated, "'The Spaniards, it is believed, "'arranged to have the Maine "'anchored over one of the harbor mines.'" After reading this article, one would most definitely believe that the sinking of the Maine was Spain's doing, and just by the title, more people would be interested in Hearst's paper. Hearst also made Spain look bad by exposing other information not intended to be included in the media, and by doing this, "'swaying America's opinions. "'For instance, Enrique de, de Lom, "'the Spanish ambassador to the U.S., "'wrote back to his country. "'It once more shows what McKinley is, "'weak and a bidder for the admiration of the crowd, "'besides being a would-be politician "'who tries to leave a door open behind himself "'while keeping on good terms with the jingoes of his party. "'This enraged the American people "'for insulting their leader.' and this made them, once again, very mad with Spain. The lyrics from the song written by Frank A. Bush about the sinking of the Maine state, Our lads were killed with no chance to fight. The foul deed was done by treacherous Spain. This shows that what Hearst published affected the opinions of many American people, and led them to believe that the destruction of the Maine was done by Spain. Hearing about the acts of yellow journalism committed by William Hearst proves that it is important still to find evidence on a subject before just believing what media or other means of communication say is true. For example, it is commonplace to be watching one news station and to see a piece of news being covered and to switch to another channel and to see that same piece of news being covered but in a completely different fashion exaggerating it in either a positive or negative way this is why it's important to do self research because just as william hurst did in the late 1800s news and media stations today still emphasize or exaggerate facts to accumulate more viewers also recently many statements about border control and border control statistics are being made some without evidence it is very important to be careful what to believe and find strong fact based evidence before believing any of these statements. To conclude, Hearst did make American people very angry with Spain, which caused them to demand Congress to declare war, and this eventually happened. Hearst wanted people to read his papers, so he exaggerated facts about the Spaniards destroying the Maine and displaying an outright hatred for the American people and their leader. Americans instantly believed him and blamed Spain as well. It is still essential to find evidence and facts today, because many forms of media and news stations still exaggerate information for the purpose of gaining viewership or swaying opinions. In review, I think Ms. Bojolid did a good job presenting and supporting her thesis, then underpinning the story with the need to employ critical thinking and get the facts from reliable sources when it is possible to do so. All of the essay writers need to be praised for their efforts. If the students in Mr. Cesario's history class at Sa- Weekly Academy are representative of the next generation to reach college, there may be hope for this country yet. Thanks to all of you for participating, and thanks for getting in touch with 1001 Heroes podcast, Mike. You have restored my faith in the next generation. Meanwhile, we'll continue to tell our stories with hopes that we can shine a little light here and there, build some historical perspective, and keep our listeners excited with history and all it has to offer. And while you're enjoying 1001 Heroes Podcast, be sure to catch our classic short stories at 1001 Classic Short Stories and Tales, where we offer great classics from writers like Jack London, H.P. Lovecraft, Edgar Allan Poe, and many others. All of our 1001 network shows come out every Sunday night at 8 p.m. ET, wherever great podcasts are found, and they're all found 24-7, anyone who can access the Internet. Thanks for joining us, and we'll be back Sunday night.